Are you ready to turn your investments into retirement income? Listen in as Jeremy Kyle and his guests reveal ways you can make smarter retirement, investment, and tax planning decisions to achieve your ideal retirement. You will learn more about your money so you can feel better about your money and make better money decisions. Now, on to the show. Welcome to Retirement Revealed. I'm your host, Jeremy Kyle, and we're here to turn your retirement savings into a consistent income. And welcome, everyone, to the 100th podcast for Retirement Revealed. Thanks for hanging out with us. And speaking of hanging out, we've got a great guest for you today, Roger Whitney. He's the host of Retirement Answer Man. He might not tell you this, but it is the number one retirement podcast that's out there. So thank you, Roger, for coming on the show. Never 100, man. That is exciting. It is is exciting. exciting. It's been about three years and it was about a year ago, we switched from every other week to every week. So that's how you get the 50-ish plus, plus 50-ish there for a, a three-year three year mark. So, and, and you've done this yourself for eight years. You've been a podcaster for quite some time. Yeah. Eight plus years now. Yeah. Yeah. We're at every week. And uh, you know, my claim to fame is we've never missed an episode. Oh, way years, to go. Which is crazy. Yeah. I think you're around 450 for episodes, something like that. Yeah, 400 something. I don't know what it was. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I lose track. But for this one, I kept track and I, I planned it out and it's appreciate big one. you. Yeah, it's, big one. yeah, it's fun. It's fun to do. And there's two things beyond you're a great podcast. You've been doing it for many years past or uh, before me and before a lot of other people. You're kind of a, a pioneer in the uh, an OG. podcasting. We'll go with OG. Yeah. I'll take it. That's right. Exactly. But there's, there's two big things I want to introduce people to. The first one uh, it was so cool when I heard you talk about this on another podcast because I thought, wow, that's what I'm doing, but you have a name. And of course, I looked it up. You trademarked it. So it's a great, great thing for you business-wise. And then an- another thing we'll talk about too, a club. You kind of approach things where it's not just working one-on-one with a financial advisor, but you've got a, a retirement club, you'll call it. So let's start with the first one, which is Agile Retirement. And you go through and you help people with their retirement planning, financial planning, and you call that agile retirement management. What what is that about? (laughs) Well, agile is a project management methodology that comes primarily from the software world. And I think a lot of modern retirement planners use it. And I always call myself a classically trained financial planner. Yes. Um, I went through the CFP program. I have a number of certifications. I taught retirement, the retirement section for the CFP curriculum for a while. And it always felt very bloated to me and very unengaging for the advisor or for the client to, or for anybody to actually go through. There's so much data gathering and so many decisions that are all packed into a few meetings to get to this huge document that nobody ever actually looks at. They just feel good. They got a financial plan, but it never actually does anything. And I think of that as what was called waterfall methodology, which was a project management in terms of how they created software. And so I just started paying attention to this just from my experience in doing it for 30 years. And you know, waterfall, the, the traditional project management, I equate to traditional financial planning, which are very... I, I had advisors in my old firm, they would have three-hour meetings with clients. Who would want to sit through that? Where you try to build everything all at once. And the result of that is essentially a very bloated project that isn't actionable. In software, it came out 
where you and I, well, probably not you because you're young, but we would download the new Microsoft Office and it would take 15 different CD-ROMs that we'd have to put in to get all the software in there. And then when we got it in there, there would be this bouncing paperclip and all these things that we didn't really care about that got in the way of us creating what we needed to create. And that is how financial planning was traditionally done. And so what we took was a more agile approach. Well, let's make this lean and actually engaging for the client and have iterative conversations so we can always focus on the most important things. And that way, it's more of a collaboration rather than this big bloated project. So that's where the agile came from. And we just applied that project management to actually working with clients. Yeah, it's, it's great. I've always felt that for us, it seems like accountants and engineers, you know, like us, not that we're really trying to work with accountants and engineers or, or have targeted them in a marketing sense, but it seems like they, they work well with us because I can talk spreadsheet. And then as soon as I realized that you had this name for it, Agile Retirement Management, I've been bringing that up with, with folks and the software and, you know, com- computer folks really latched on to that. She said, yeah, you're right. That is actually the, the way to do it these days and, the, and a, a better result where you could wait around forever to get a perfect, you know, I put air quotes on a podcast audio, a uh, perfect retirement plan. And then you realize it's not perfect. There was an assumption that was wrong or just something changed. And then it's like, you have to scrap the whole thing and start over again. And that's just not the best way to go about it. And I, I'm looking here, you've got five principles. You, you matched uh, ours. We have five, uh, five steps in our retirement. You've got the five principles. And the first one is accept uncertainty as a healthy part of the equation. I'll tell you a story about someone that called in as a prospective client a few months ago. And we'll, we'll see why we're not working together, I guess. But he called in and said, I talked to this one group and they did this Monte Carlo and they ran a thousand projections and they had a 92% chance of success. And I went to the second person and they ran 10,000 projections for me. And so I'm curious if you run a thousand or 10,000 is what he had asked me. He said, but they had 95% success. So I'm wondering, you know, how high can you get that up to? And I said, well, you know, I went through and talked through the agile retirement type of philosophy and how, you know, this, if you have a 95% chance of success in Monte Carlo, what it really means is that 94% of the time you did not spend enough money and 4% of the time you have to make an adjustment. And so I focus on the 99% of the time type of situation, not the one time that perhaps out of 10,000, what you thought would happen today actually did happen the next 30 years. And he didn't really like that answer. He just really wanted to get from 95% to 96%. So unfortunately we're not working together because I think that's that's exactly what Agile does or, or is this idea of, okay, let's get to a certain percent on your Monte Carlo simulation. And in reality, you know, if you run 10,000 scenarios, like 99.9% of them are, are just need an adjustment. And it's less than, you know, you think it's certainty, but really there's only one scenario out of the 10,000 that might work. Like that's a whole lot of uncertainty that people are ignoring. And so I like that you write uh, on there, your first principles, except uncertainty. Things, are, things will change. Be ready for that change. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple thoughts I had as you were talking about that is one is just about Monte Carlo and how it's used. And we can dive into that if you want to. But here's the key is, and this is a quote from Phil Stutz, a performance coach that I have marinated on for a while. 
you will never be exonerated from three things. You're never going to be exonerated from pain. We're all going to go through pain. You're never going to be exonerated from uncertainty. And you're never going to be exonerated from the need to have to do hard work. And when we seek to be exonerated from those things, we can go down lots of rabbit holes that waste our time rather than figuring out how do we manage when we go through pain? How do we manage uncertainty if we can't eliminate it? How do we intentionally do work around those things to create a great life? And I think that's a lot of what agile is. Cause I, I tell everybody a, um, a story of clients or people in the club. I let them know that, Hey, you could do everything right in your planning and in how you manage your life and assets and paycheck and everything else, you can do everything right. And you may still end up living in a trailer. Now a trailer is not necessarily bad, but generally the people I'm talking to don't live in trailers and haven't. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is it's about organized decision-making in a systematic way because, Hey, look, doesn't matter what percentage your Monte Carlo says or whatever financial tool you're using if you have life shocks, health-wise, family-wise, you have high inflation and you have bad markets and throw whatever else you want in there, there is, that is a perfect storm that you're not going to be able to withstand unless you're worth billions. But what you can do if you're intentional is you can make lots of little adjustments and use your navigation tools to make little adjustments. So you're making lots of incremental changes that are focused on the biggest risk or the biggest opportunity that you have, and you'll iterate. So you may ultimately live in that proverbial trailer, but you're not going to go from your current lifestyle like that to the trailer. You're not going to have this huge adjustment. You're going to be making little adjustments, always focused on trying to balance having a great life today and still being okay tomorrow. That's the best we got. And so any kind of retirement process needs to be focused less on, like you said, certainty and about how do I create systems to manage uncertainty and know when I need to make changes. And um, I, I bet you the person that you spoke with, they just haven't gotten to that point Mentally, mainly probably because they've read and they've heard from our industry that these there we can eliminate uncertainty, which is just not true. Yeah, right on. I'm thinking through uh, that you could use the term van down by the river versus in a trailer. That might be a, a way for people to, to remember that the van down by the river guy. But I also like, so when people work with us, they end up making decisions kind of from the day one, like the kind of the traditional, like you said, the classical is like, let's meet two or three times and then let's deliver this big booklet of 50 things to, to do and good luck getting through all those. And then you got to wait a couple months before you make any decisions. But when you're going through kind of in an order of work on this decision, work on this decision, you know, incremental, incremental, and especially as part of your principles, I like your, your fourth principle priorities define the big picture. Like people are always asking, Hey, what do you think of this stock or that stock? We'll get there but let's, let's figure out when you're going to retire and how much money you're going to retire with for an income and what are you going to do with your pension and your social security? And how do you feel about risk and how much money do you want to keep in the bank? 
And then finally, we can talk about that one stack you're, you're thinking of, right? Because it's the, the priorities, you know, you got to go in order if you want to make the, the best, best choices. Yeah, there's a quote on my wall that I use internally because there are so many ideas. There's more ideas than the capacity to actually execute them well, right? Mm -hmm. And that's true in my business and your business, but it's also true with individuals. What I have found, Jeremy, is it has to be process-driven. You have to have a process that leads to a feasible plan, that leads to a resilient plan, then you optimize it. But the way, and I think you and I are probably this way in our lives, I know I am to an extent, is the things that motivate us are the the bling of planning. That stock Mm -hmm. I heard about, that Roth conversion, some strategy I read about or some risk I'm worried about. We always start with the, the trigger that spurs us into action. And it's usually a very tactical thing. And... And usually we'll make decisions on tactical things and then build a plan around those tactical things, right? So a good, a good example of that would be if Roger is really hungry and I go into the grocery store without a plan, I'm going to buy some Cheetos. I'm going to buy maybe an apple I see. I'm going to buy, oh, heck, I don't know. Just name anything you want. But the point is I'm going to come out. I tactically bought these things that I saw and caught my eye. I'm going to come home and I'm not going to have any, I'm not going to be able to make any kind of recipe other than just have this stuff, you know, and that's where usually what motivates us, that hunger to fix something. And so, yeah, I agree with you. My, our job is always to help people go back to, well, what do we want in life? How do, what is the strategy to get there and then come back down, which is part of what someone should do because that's a much more organized way of decision-making because, but we are motivated by those triggers. Like you said, that stock I'm thinking about. Yeah. It's usually that trigger that gets people to yeah, reach totally. out to you. And that's, that's how you have clients. We have clients, but you could be on something different. You've got a retirement club. You also wrote a book, both the, the same. You got rock retirement for the book, the rock retirement club. Before we go into that, which one came first? Was it the, uh, Oh, the, the, book. Or the book, chicken or the egg the book, the book came the book? first. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you, you came up with the, the book here, rock retirement, a simple guide to help you take control and be more optimistic about the future. I assume you go through and you talk through kind of your, your agile retirement, kind of walk three people through that. Actually, the it's even pre agile retirement really from right. a, 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 I mean, we used it sort of like you, sure. we just didn't have names and guideposts. Right. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. actually pre that. Yeah, that's great. Well, and you got a, a great book there. So that's a, a good thing to go through. Uh, here's how you can plan through, figure out some different things on, on not just the traditional retirement advice, but more of a, like I said, process-driven retirement advice. Yeah. There you go. Well, can- a, a disclaimer on the book, yeah. and it was written intentionally this way, is that if it focuses on what we call the fundies, mm-hmm. the fundamentals, and it's written for humans, not geeks. Sure. So it's not a, you know, I, I just finished Wade, Wade Fowles, or we'd actually never finished it. It's more of a reference guide, his book yes. on uh, the handbook. I know. Um, yep. Yeah. It'll tell you every tactical thing that you want to know. Mm. It's a great reference book. Mine is not that. Mine is more of a human book. Yeah. Focused on how do you, because, you know, the issue before the house, I think, Jeremy, for anybody that's retiring, and this is what the book is talking about, and this is everything I talk about from a process standpoint is doesn't matter how old you are, but at retirement or near retirement, 
you're faced with this opportunity, but risk, right? The opportunity is this is the first time in a long time that we almost have a blank slate of how we organize our life when we leave our professional career. Our kids are launched if we're married, we have time freedom, and the clock is ticking. And we know, hey, we might live to 90, and that's worrisome because we want to take care of our 90-year-old self. But we also have this pressure of we want to have an amazing life today because we have all this time freedom and, and, and mostly the resources to do it. Those two things are opposed. And rock, you know, so much is focused on retirement from a crisis standpoint. You're, you know, long-term care when you're 90, you know, you might live to 100. That, and those things are valid. You got to plan for them, but they can rob you from living your life today. And that's like a teeter-totter that you have to balance. Rocking retirement is about having an amazing life today and then also having confidence that you're going to be okay tomorrow. And having that confidence gives you permission to live a little bit more today. Without that, absent that permission from a structural standpoint, people will typically opt not to. Ah, I just won't do that trip. I won't bring my kids down to Florida with me. And that's not good. I like how you call that permission because I often put that in there in our planning where people people say, you know, I, I only spend six grand a month, whatever it is. And while I, I look at it and generally if they say they only spend six grand a month, it's really more like eight grand a month. But their their prior savings and their ability to generate an income might be more like 10 grand a month. And so when I when I see that, I always put in there, I'll put in there, you know, in that ex- specific example, I'll put in annual permission money, 25 grand. You know, like like you need permission. Sometimes you just need that permission. You don't, you shouldn't yeah. have to, but it just, it's just helpful. Let's say you have, you have the permission to spend that 25 grand a year because of the way that you've saved and, and you think you're only spending six, but you, you truly will spend eight and that's okay. Don't worry about it. But beyond that, you even have permission. You have permission to spend 25, blow it, go have some fun on 25 grand. You have the permission to do that. And so I like how you use the word permission. It's a long journey for that, Jeremy, because yeah, I, the one thing that I don't think is addressed a lot enough in the re, in, this is in the transition to retirement. And people that are planning for retirement don't really see this or appreciate it near as much. And I definitely don't think advisors do. But think of the position you're in when you retire. So you're leaving your career, which means you're putting away your cape, you're putting away your superpower, which is your ability to earn income. And that is a superpower. Yeah. Right. It allows you to, you know, just from the the first income you probably earned as a kid. And for me, it was buying my first pack of baseball cards with my own money. Mm -hmm. That is agency. That feels powerful. And then you built that power over years. Well, you're putting that away. So you can't work your way out of any financial mistakes. Right. I've made a lot of financial mistakes, but I've been blessed to have the income to just sort of wash it over. Well, when you retire, you lose that. That's scary. Yeah. When you retire, you lose your a lot of your identity of who I am and what my life is about. You stop saving, and saving is empowering. I love to see the additions I put into my accounts. It feels powerful. So you stop saving. So you lose your income. You lose a lot of your identity. You stop saving, and now you're expected to spend the money that you've saved. That is a toxic mix 
to steal you from agency and the ability to, you basically feel like you're being acted upon with no power. And that's not a comfortable place to be. Yeah. Uh, so a good process needs to adjust, address that. Yeah, that's that, that's right on. And you, you put a lot of that in the book. So I'm going to tell everyone listening, reach out to us. If you want to rock retirement, uh, go to retirement-revealed.com. First 10 people that email me you know, or send us a message through there, I will send you that book because I think it's a great book. People need that in their hands. So retirement-revealed.com. Let me know. You listen to Roger's episode. You want the book and we'll send it, send it out to you. It's Jeremy Kyle here. And I know you're listening to the Retirement Reveal podcast because you want to learn more about making great retirement decisions. I've created a free video course for you to do just that. Head over to 5stepretirementplan.com and sign up to receive this video training right in your email inbox. We broke down our 5-step retirement plan into bite-sized videos so you can get started on the retirement, investment, and tax planning you need to create a consistent retirement income. Go to 5stepretirementplan.com, use the number or spell it out, you'll get there either way. 5stepretirementplan.com. Thanks for listening, and now for the rest of the show. Well, uh, beyond the book, people need to check out uh, your latest project, although it's been around for a, a few years now, and that's the Rock Retirement Club, which is which is so interesting. I said you were a pioneer into podcasting. I think you're a pioneer even more so into this idea of creating um, a retirement club because typically people, they, they call me up, call you up, they call an advisor and say, you know, I've got these questions. Are you the advisor for me? Let's work together one-on-one. Let's create a, a fee arrangement there. But this is different. Tell us about the Rock Retirement Club. Yeah, or they just do it on their own. Right. Yeah. Right. There's no in between. Yeah, right. yeah. There's not, not a lot of in between. So all of this stuff came from the podcast, which has been a personal journey for me for eight years. And it's almost four years old. We're coming up on four years in October. And it was the response to one from a, a practice standpoint in our practice going to capacity. So we're not accepting clients. And there is from Sir, when you when you get the, the the pleasure of talking and interacting with thousands of people and they email you and you have conversations, you list if you listen, you can see what they're trying they're searching for. And I think what they're searching for, and well, so far it seems to be the case is there is this big gap, right? I either hire an advisor the traditional way and pay commissions or pay flat fee or play pay an ongoing fee to work with an advisor, or I'm in the wild west of doing it on my own and trying to patch it all together. And in my opinion, when it comes to financial planning, really anything on the internet, there is no safe place. Everything is a sales funnel. You know, the blog you read about, whether it's financial planning or health, it's all leading you to get something. It's all a sales cycle. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. I have an email that we have, Six Shot Saturday, right? That is how we communicate with our audience. But there's no safe place and there's no world-class education on how to retire without some sales pitch attached to it. And there's no safe place for adult people that are proactive to actually have conversations and help each other uh, without getting into politics and all the other stuff. So we created one. So that's what the club came from. And it came from me talking with the audience and say, would you want this? And so it's been a long journey. So within the club, the motto of the club is walk at the wise and become wise. And we have an amazing culture. 
We have world-class education of actually putting your retirement plan into place, creating a retirement plan of record. We have education on how to master the non-financial and financial aspects of retirement. And then we have a community where everybody is helping each other because they're all like-minded people. And some of them are ahead of others. And that's a great way to, to grow. Uh, so that, yeah, it's been an amazing journey. We have yeah. about a thousand members now, which is pretty oh, that's incredible. great. Uh, speaking of the, uh, the membership, I see it. That, tell me if you need a update on the website, but it says right now you got the U S coast to coast. You got Hawaii, Maine, Nevada, North Dakota, Vermont, and West Virginia don't have members yet. So anyone listening there, go to rockretirementclub.com. Let's see if, uh, this, this podcast can, uh, can start filling in the map for you. Yeah, we bring people in cohorts. I think our next open enrollment is in November. Okay, excellent. But uh, yeah, it's incredible. In fact, I, right after this chat, I'm going to run out and have lunch with somebody who's in town, unfortunately, for a funeral that's a member mm -hmm. of the club. And I'm just going to run out and say hi. Yeah, well, that's wonderful. And I like on your website. So it's rockretirementclub.com. I don't even have to spell that because that's easy. Rockretirementclub.com. But uh, it says right here, your retirement isn't just a math problem to solve. It's about making the most of the only life you have, which is a wonderful model to begin with. That's a reminder to me too, because I just love to solve math problems. So that's a, <laughs> that's, I, should, I need to remember that more often. I think I do a decent enough job, but that's a good reminder for me. We have a lot of t-shirts. I'll have to send you a t-shirt. One of the t-shirts we have, it says three times, retirement is not a math equation. Or no, retirement is not a spreadsheet. Retirement is not a spreadsheet. You can yeah. say that like Dorothy. Going home. That's right. That's right. Or uh, Bart Simpson, you know, writing it out at the yeah, beginning of the, yeah. the Simpsons. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause that I, I like that because people come in and they are bringing in their spreadsheet and they feel as if, okay, I've spent so many hours on this. You know, I've, I've spent so much time on this. It must be, it's like their safety is their spreadsheet. Well, a lot of what we're looking for, I think, is agency. Yeah. Right. And numbers give you a lot of agency because you can, you can, spend three, four hours figuring out your healthcare expenses when you're 82. And you can refine mm -hmm. that number and research it and update the model. It feels like we have our hands on the lever, right? right? The difficulty is with spreadsheets. And I'm a spreadsheet guy. I use spreadsheets. I just put them in their proper place is it gives a false sense of security. Mm -hmm. um, and we, we go down if I can get more precise in my numbers, I'll actually get to more accuracy. And that is just bluntly wrong. You right. won't be more accurate. So there's a, a lot of diminishing returns that go into there. Now you want to have spreadsheets because you want to be organized, but it goes back to that agile. You want to have a system for how do you make decisions about all sorts of things? Um, you know, the concept, one concept I want to make sure I share, Jeremy, if I can, is you know, you know, one virtue is something called hope, right? And hope is, we all need it. And you have to have three things to have hope. And I think this really applies well as even the planning process, but especially for retirement, is you have to have hope, you have to have a vision of a better future, an inspiring goal, Right. You have to have that, whether you're 60, 65, or 70, you have to have a vision for a better life ahead. If you, if you only have that, though, all you got is a wish. A lot of us live there. Once you have that inspiring goal, you need to have agency. You need to have the feel like you have the ability to act to create, work towards that vision for your future. 
right? Agency is important. But if you have an inspiring goal and you have agency, that's still not enough because you can have lots of agency. And like we were talking about, Jeremy, just throw a lot of tactics and spreadsheets at it. The last thing you need to have is you need to have clear pathways, not just one, because there's lots of different ways you can accomplish your goal, but you need to have clear pathways that are structured so you can follow them to apply your agency. And I think that's a wonderful structure to think about a lot of things, but especially retirement is the process should help someone articulate their vision, identify where they have agency, and provide multiple pathways that they can work on taking little baby steps to apply that agency to get there. And I think that's essentially what Agile is. And that's what I think you do and we all do. Right. And what's great about too with this retirement club is that you create a community. It's people that are working together. And part of those steps you mentioned with Hope, what you, you have in there, it's it's becoming educated and you've got some world-class education. You've got ways to help people create their retirement plan. You also have access to retirement experts. And, and that's that's kind of a new one to me just because you don't, normally it's just, I call Roger, he's my advisor, you know, and he's got all the answers. And you've got, you t- tell me about this kind of this expert panel and how that works out for people. So we have um, a number, we have a, a, a mix of practicing retirement planners that specialize in retirement. Andy Panko, Tanya Nichols, and and a few others. And then we have non-financial retirement coaches that are trained and active in working with people on the non-financial side. And then obviously myself. Now, the key thing with the club is we give no advice. This is education and coaching. Yeah. And so we never work one-on-one with anybody. But from a group perspective, and one thing we're launching in January, Jeremy, is what we're calling... It's a horrible acronym. It's GARM. I like acronyms. It's a bad acronym. <laughs> Guided Agile Retirement Management. Sure. So as somebody comes into the club, they will create their plan of record by going through the course. And mm-hmm. then starting in January, every quarter, we're going to raise the flag and coach and equip people to actually have their own financial meetings. We're going to help give them the agenda. We're going to tell them the things that they should be thinking about at this time. Now, we won't do it with them like a normal client meeting, but we're going to empower them to be able to make sure they have their huddles or their their meetings in an incremental fashion and choose their sprints so they can do it on their own, but still have this collective community to help them get all this done. Yeah. When you're saying huddles and sprints and all the uh, software engineers are getting giddy right now, they're just, cause that's, yeah. that's I mean, what they talk about. Meetings, we literally do that. We have, yeah. we have huddles and we set sprints and we're very specific. Yeah. Uh, and then we grade ourselves on how we're doing on the journey. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, Roger, I want to appreciate your time before we let you go. Is there anything else that we need to uh, talk about? Anything I, any question I have not yet asked you? Well, I think right now, everybody's really, there is more of a crisis of confidence, right? I mean, there's got to be. I have a crisis of confidence when the markets are in a bear market and inflation's rising and it's scary, right? It's, it's harder to have hope and feel like you have agency when things are acting upon you. And I think that is the key to having a framework for how do you manage uncertainty. Lacking that framework, it's easy to be reactive 
And so I just want to encourage people, you know, don't think you can figure this out. Focus on building a framework for yourself and realize you're just going to have to manage through this and be as proactive as you can, because that's all we got, but that's enough. And that will, in by doing that, it will help give you the confidence at whatever stage you're at. It's no different than if you're unhappy, the easy, one of the easiest ways to go get happy is to go help someone else, to actually go do something. And the thing that I'm obsessed about, and I think we all should be, is it's not about reading another article or listening to another podcast. It's about figuring out what exactly you're going to do in a positive way right now. So that would be the challenge for everybody is what are you going to do literally today to take a little baby step to whether it's managing uncertainty or whether it's in your personal life, because that's where the rubber meets the road. And so even in times of stress, what are you going to do today? And, and speaking of taking that step, how do people get in touch with you, Roger? What's the best way for people? Oh, to, the easiest to way out? is to check out Retirement Answer Man podcast. That's where I hang out. And we have Six Shot Saturday email, which is a weekly email that where we summarize all the answers that we give on the show. I share tips and personal things. And that can be, you can sign up for that at sixshotsaturday.com. Excellent. Good. Well, everyone listening on that podcast, go check out Retirement Answer Man on, on your podcast. And of course, there's Rock Retirement Club. So rockretirementclub.com. Thank you, Roger, for coming out to the show. You bet, man. Congratulations. 100. You got it. Huzzah. Yeah, exactly. We need some fireworks. We'll see if we can uh, we can put that in there with the that editing team. Pay attention there, editing team. Well, good. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Roger. And thank you for listening to our 100th episode of the Retirement Reveal podcast. We believe if you know more about your money, you will feel better about your money and you will make better money decisions. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Revealed podcast. Click on the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit retirement-revealed.com to learn more. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Kyle Financial Partners. Kyle Financial Partners does not provide legal, accounting, or tax advice. Consult your attorney or tax professional. Representatives have general knowledge of the Social Security tenants. For complete details on your situation, contact the Social Security Administration. Kyle Financial Partners is a part of the Thrivent Advisor Network, a registered investment advisor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.